career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, it is time for 40 plus Real Men Real Talk, where we spare nothing as we talk about all the bullshit us guys 40 plus go through. And today, I thought I'd throw some interesting twists. So we're going to go into a story where we're going to talk about relationships. And we're going to talk about interracial relationships. And oh my God, we're going to talk about a gay interracial relationship. The good, the bad, the ugly, the fabulous, and all that good stuff. So don't tune out, guys. If you're straight, you need to hear this too, because it's going to be some stuff you need to hear. And I'm bringing a friend of mine back who's been on my other podcast a couple of times. His name is Joel Barrett. And he's bringing the better looking, the better half of his life onto the podcast with him, his husband, David. So I am so happy to have both you guys here talking about this stuff because, you know, us 40 plus guys, gay or straight, we sure got a lot of shit going on in our lives. So thanks for being here, guys. Well, thank you, Rick. And uh, we have we have a little interesting interesting uh, addition to that is I'm actually fifty plus and David is forty plus. So. There you go. So now you got okay, great. Now we're going to even go like the generational thing. So boy, this one's going to be full of all sorts of stuff. So um, so anyway, well, guys, thanks for being here. So let's kind of you know we can start at any one of those talking points, but I think it would be helpful to let's start from what most people go. Hmm, what are the challenges with being an interracial couple, especially a gay interracial couple? So is there anything in particular you guys have come across that's made it a little bit more challenging? Well, we should probably describe our racial makeup. Um, I'm a stereotypical white boy. <laughs> At least that's how they say yeah. I dance is like yeah. a white boy. So yeah. <laughs> David and, um, you know, I'm uh, my father is of African American heritage, and my mother um, was a stereotypical white lady, if you will, um, German and Hungarian heritage. And so, when people see me, um, I get all kinds of things. Uh, they may think I'm, they may see me as black, depending on the environment. They may see mm-hmm. me as Latino. Um, I've even gotten Hawaiian before, which was yep. a stretch, but. You know, hey, you know, whatever people see, I, I try to honor it and mm-hmm. see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yep. And unless you see bigotry, then we're, we're not going to play with that. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, so, um, you know, is it, I think it's interesting when people do that because my husband is Latino and um, he's been called Hawaiian a couple of times. One time he got called Asian and, and he was like, I'm not Asian. I'm like, well, honey, calm down. Just. It's okay. You know? okay. Yeah, it's okay. Let him, you know, I, of course, I remember the first time I got called a bear and I just about took somebody's head off. I'm like, I'm not a bear. God damn it. Um, you just kind of proved the okay, case. For you, okay. for you heterosexual guys who are listening to this, a bear is kind of a bigger, heavier, furry guy in the gay community. So all you guys who are bigger, furry guys in the straight community, guess what? You're bears too. You just don't get all the pleasure that we do in the gay community. So there you go. <laughs> Probably so, so yeah, let's kind of talk about the relationship. Is there anything that's stuck out like being interracial? Let's start there and then interracial into the gay relationship. Well, for me, I would say um, I'm very 
happy that David was able to put up with some of my ignorance in the beginning of things that I wasn't up to speed on. You know, mm-hmm. I was he was there enabling me to ask the difficult questions. Um, he created a safe space for me to be like, you know, I mean, I think I actually asked him one time, well, why isn't there a white history month? You know, mm-hmm. those kinds of things back in the day. And David yep. was was willing to let me ask those questions because I genuinely wanted to learn. I wasn't coming at it from an antagonistic kind of way, but I was like, I don't know. I didn't understand this. I, I grew up in a pretty non-judgmental world when it came to race, but I didn't, but I wasn't informed. I wasn't what we would say today. I wasn't woke. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, I didn't have any animosity or anything, but I didn't understand the issues. I didn't understand what it was like, how David's life was so different from mine. So, Mm -hmm. David, do you have thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, being someone who came up in a a household where, you know, my parents definitely dealt with race. Both of my parents were older. Um, My mom had me when she was 36 and my dad was 55. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I came into this world, so they had already been through some pretty significant experiences as it related to race, but also as an interracial couple. And so, um, I learned a lot from that. And my mom was very intentional about, um, teaching me and bringing me along in the right way so that I could deal with the realities of race, you know, in society and to be able to differentiate between someone, you know, who, was woke and mm-hmm. wasn't and then based on their behavior or their interest or their attitudes right. know how to deal with them accordingly and not just flare up when somebody doesn't get something you know to have patience and understanding and tolerance but also um to not take any mess <laughs> you know exactly. from, from people either so absolutely um, yeah you know so that's that's just kind of where it is and you so do you do you think it's layered even more because okay so here we you come from an interracial um family and then now you and joel are together and then so there's one layer of you know racial stuff there that you know a marginalized community in and of itself and here you are a mixed race and then now suddenly you're in a gay you're gay and then you're in this gay relationship do you think the layers start to make like okay (laughs) you deserve to get more shit than anybody because you know you've got all these things going wrong or do you think it doesn't play that much of a factor. It's just your. I mean, we check off a lot of boxes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do. I mean, it, there are instances when we're talking about either ways in which, like, people have engaged with us or not mm-hmm. engaged with us, kind yeah. of on a personal level, or we're talking about bigger issues that plague our communities. Yes. Yeah. You know, whether it be based on race, based on sexual orientation, or just based on human race, Mm -hmm. we really look at the weight of all of those layers, Mm -hmm. but also the beauty of all of those layers. Mm -hmm. And to me, what it's like is if you if you would just if we would spend a little bit more time appreciating those layers and respecting those differences, we'd realize that they wouldn't be that hard to sort out. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes people are too caught up in any one of those layers as, as a, as a badge of their identity. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that can lead to very polarizing discussions and mindsets and, yeah. you know, so you never need to forget who you are, 
you know, you always should represent and be proud of who you are. But I think there's some challenges with that. You know, when we look at being gay, when we look at being of color, when we look at not being of color, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who feel some kind of way about that nowadays, you know? So we get, I mean, I don't, I, we've never had any like direct, harassment so to speak based on it um we could just recently so my my granddaughters are both biracial as well Mm -hmm. and so we spent the day uh with my granddaughters last weekend and we went sunday they wanted to go to the mall um so that they could there's some things activities and stuff there right but it's so interesting So, so my granddaughters it's it's somewhat obvious by their hair and things that they're a biracial children Mm -hmm. so to see david and i with them in the mall oh the looks that we get Mm -hmm. you can just see people they look at the Mm -hmm. kids first they think oh cute kids and then they look up and they see this white guy and mixed race guy and they Mm -hmm. you can just see them look at both of us and look at the kids and they're like it's like they're blowing gaskets going wait a minute i understand how this work kind of thing um And it's interesting because people immediately, you can see that's where their own stuck in a layer starts to show up. It's like, okay, I don't get this. I don't understand. I mean, as members of the LGBTQ community, I know we all have seen how this happens with the transgender community is people get stuck because they try to put it on sexual orientation, which isn't even part of the equation. It is, but it isn't the first layer of the equation. And so I can imagine walking down through them all with the grandkids and then suddenly, okay, here we have this, these cute kids, a couple, it's like, I don't know how to process this. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly the yeah. look. Yeah. And then, then there's, I mean, I, we get looks from time to time that you can read into, you know, mm. Um, honestly, I've told David this before, but like the older black church ladies, yep. they do not like me at all. <laughs> they give me the evil eye when they see David and I together. <laughs> but, then, but what do you think they would prefer you be with, David? Because I know in, in the black culture, even being gay is like, well, that's a, that's a hill on itself to go climb. So yeah, you know, it's. There are so many levels of, oh man, how do you call it? I mean, part part of it is self-hatred, part Mm -hmm. of it is uh, religious-based, part of it is just what people are accustomed to slash comfortable with, Mm -hmm. you know, so... I really don't try to break all that down because yeah, yeah. that's other people's stuff, but I do try to be in tune to it. Um, you know, on the converse, um, there's a lot of times that people will give Joel uh, more credit or more attention yeah. in mm-hmm. social environments or professional environments than they will me. Um, some of that is because of his height. Mm-hmm. Some of that is because of his appearance of being older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's a lot of factors, but some of it is also how people are accustomed to responding to tall white men. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I of think course, you know, we could always also assume it could be because he's a tall white man and they look at you and then they look at him and they go, Oh, poor white bastard. He can't dance. So we better pay him some attention. We're in environments, which, which I, you can just tell by the way a situation was handled that they made a lot of assumptions about who David is and about who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. whether it's just this, I mean, and, and I'm not like ultra sensitive to this, either, neither one of us are, but there's just certain environments where you're like, oh, I know what just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they came to me first or they brought the check to me or they ask me the important questions and David's just a side character. Right. You know? And, do you think and, people, do you think people also pick up? Cause this is something we were talking about, you know, before we, we started recording today, but, um, do you think they really can sense there's a generational, you know, age difference between you guys? Cause I look at you guys and I'm like, no, they, okay. No offense, David, but you know, there, there, yeah. there doesn't, I would never go, Oh yeah, we've got this big, you know, some couples you can see it. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Daddy, that's really, you is your boy, so to speak. Right. But, you know, 10, 10 years is nothing, you know, to me in this day and age, even in the heterosexual world, I don't think that eight to 10 years is really anything big. It's only something big to somebody who's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It happens too. I don't think, I don't think that's as big of a deal. No. Um, you know, and especially, I mean, we're both bald. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a unifier, you know, if you will, when it comes to an age. Well, that could be the problem too, is you both are bald. So they're just going <laughs> to People are just Hello, like, yeah, me too. And I love rocking my bald. So, you know, exactly. hey, you guys out there, you got three baldies on here. So trust us. Right. Bald right. is sexy and bald is good. So don't That's freak right. out. So and if you're freaking out about your hair, you know, maybe you need to listen to more podcasts because we'll come to that one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, once, we have a funny story. Once we were at, uh, it was actually at JCPenney many years ago and buying something and David was like, oh, I'll, I'll pay for it, you know, and we were there, and this woman at the register, she looked at she was like, oh, that's nice. Are you brothers? <laughs> and we were like, excuse me? Uh, okay, well, okay, maybe in her mind, you know, one's adopted, or maybe you're foster brothers. You never know. But, like, but you know, sometimes... She dug deep. I, I did think, that. That was, whether she meant it or not, what's illustrated with that is how much people will, how what lengths they'll go to. Mm-hmm. To, to not arrive at the conclusion that this is a gay couple. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would much rather first option think that you're brothers, even though you look nothing alike, right. and not exactly. even the same race, than to yeah. my first option be that you're gay men. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's been a, yeah, it, it was a, that was a funny moment. Of course, you know, we laughed about it because, you know, we try to be in tune to the world around us and what people are thinking and all that, you know. So, so let me let me ask you this because this one's always been an interesting one. I do have some friends who are interracial couples in our own community. Do you find times that in our own community it becomes an issue to be an interracial couple? Mm, well, becoming an issue is is it, I, I like I like how you phrase it that way. That's kind mm-hmm. of a loaded, um, kind of a loaded way to frame it, but mm-hmm. um. It, it, it's an issue when it's an issue for other people. Yeah. Exactly. And when people treat either one of us differently because mm-hmm. of it. So there will, pe- there will be people who will be more attracted to me yep. because, number one, they just... Well, you're more attractive, number one. So let's just, <laughs> let's, let's just get that out there, okay? <laughs> That's what you said. That's what you said, Rick. <laughs> Like, Joel will never do another podcast with Rick. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, there will be people who will be more interested in me because of what they perceive me to right. be. Mm-hmm. They will perceive that I have a certain sexual prowess. Yes. That 
that Joel made. And a have. certain sexual appendage that just comes oh, right, up as, right. you know, you know right. like, just then, put it we can talk about this stuff because this is my goddamn right. podcast and I can say whatever I want to. The BBC is real. They, right. they are, okay, okay you heard right. it here first. He's hung. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, but the reverse will be, like people will look at Joel and think the reverse. I mean, yep. he's six foot five. You know, he's yep. early, you know, he's got a build, he's not a bean pole, and they automatically think, oh, well, tall men are this. Right. So it just, it just, there's so many factors that mm-hmm. kind of go into it. And so we just kind of deal with people accordingly. We've, we know? have occasionally stepped out of an environment, not because it was gotten real ugly, but just more like, you know what, we just need to go. Like, this yeah. is, yeah. these people are not going to get it. You know, yeah. you you just kind of get a feeling of this is not going to be healthy for any of us to stay mm-hmm. in this environment. So we'll just leave. That hasn't happened often, but there right. have been. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So um, here's here's something that I've always been curious about. And I have some friends, like I said, that are interracial, both heterosexual and gay. And I actually even have a transgender couple friend that are one's black and one's white. And no, they didn't have to go through surgery for that, folks. So, you know, we could go down the whole transgender thing, but we'll educate That's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. But um, what's the benefits that you guys feel like you gain by being in an interracial couple for yourselves? For me, it's just been that my, my horizons are so much broader in my friends mm-hmm. than what they used to be. So... When we get friends together now, people often will comment and say, this is the most diverse group of friends I've ever seen. And, you know, I had, I didn't have very diverse friends really until um, David. Mm -hmm. And then now we have a very diverse group of friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And I think for me, I've just kind of always seen the world because of, where I came from is just, well, you love everybody. You engage with mm-hmm. the world, you know, like that's, that's what you're on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I like about being in, a, in an interracial relationship is that it keeps you from not being engaged with the world or it keeps you from becoming insular. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, it's really up to the individuals in the relationship. First and foremost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's about bringing us together and just, exploring our worlds and and learning about perspectives you know i don't know what it's like to to walk around in white skin you know and what that is really like you know so it's good to be able to hear from you know joel and his background and and to be able to build bridges instead of you know build walls or or you know keep us further apart absolutely so as we wrap it up here guys one of the things I felt would be important to really share because I think a lot of people go to the misconceptions about gay relationships and do they work and do they last? And I thought a really great place given that you're interracial, you are, there's some age difference between the two of you. You are gay. So, you know, you got like three strikes, you you know, (laughs) you're just about out. How long have you guys been together? Uh, We just celebrated 13 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. thirteen That's years awesome. together in February. Yeah, yeah, in February, and then uh, six years married. Yeah, okay. in February. So, yep. it's working. So it's it's working. <laughs> and I'm hoping that some of the guys that are listening to this, no matter what your background, it just kind of proves to you when you have love and when you have caring and you work at it, 
and you have understanding and you can see through the differences that even in the worst of times, you can make things work. So, um, guys, thanks for being here and sharing yourselves and, um, you know, letting us know that, you know, BBC is really for the real. So, you know, hey, <laughs> it, it helps. It helps us understand. But that's all right. <laughs> so, but thanks so much, guys. And um, we'll have information about Joel and David both. They're two of the guys that, especially Joel, and now that I've gotten to know David as well, they're just two guys to me that represent so much in what's good in the world when you really show up as yourselves, be yourselves, and allow yourself to really take on no matter what the world hands you, that you can truly be what you're meant to be. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus real men, real talk where the conversations continue.